the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Psalm 90 from verse 16 to 17. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children. And let the beauty of the glory of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. May this be your prayer. Let your work appear to your servants. You see, Jesus Christ many times will say, It's what I see my father doing that I do. Amen? It's what I see my father doing that I do. It's the work that my father does that I do. As I see my father work, that's what I work. So this prayer says, Let your work appear to your servants. That God will show his work to you. And what is the work of the Lord except the word of God? It's the word of God that God works. So when you say, let your work appear to your servant, you say, let your word appear to me. Open my eyes to behold wondrous things out of your law, out of your word. Let your work appear to your servant. You are a servant of God. If you are born again, you are a servant of God. And your glory to their children. I say, let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Let the glory of the Lord our God be upon us. May the glory of the Lord our God be upon us in the name of Jesus. And he said, and establish the work of our hands for us. Now, this prayer that says, establish the work of our hands for us. What is the work of your hands except the work that God has shown you? The work that God has shown you, that is what you are doing. And if it's the work that God has shown you that you are doing, you can be sure, you can be sure that God will establish it because it is his work that you are doing. Amen. Because you said, let your work appear to me. And you don't just want to see his work, you want to do his work. It is what you see that you do. Amen. You express your experience. Amen. You express your experience. Your exposure determines your experience. Your experience determines your expression. It is what you see. It's what you behold that you become. Amen. So the psalmist says, show me your work. Because I want to do your work. And when I do this work, which are the work of my hands, establish them. May the Lord establish the work of your hands in the name of Jesus. May your, the work of your hands be established from generation to generation in Jesus' name. Amen. You are my glory. I created you for my glory, says the Lord. I want to tell you today that you are the object of God's glory. You are the object of his glory. God will glorify and beautify you. And in doing so, he will glorify and beautify himself. It's in the interest of God to do you good. For in doing so, he will look good. Yes, it's in the interest of God to invest and be invested in you. For the returns are to his glory. The returns are to his glory. He wants to invest and be invested in you and the returns are to the glory of his name. You are not a nobody. You are not a nobody. 
you are somebody you are not just a somebody you are a chosen generation you are chosen you are divinely selected you are royal you are priests you are holy you are peculiar amen you are all of that what does that mean it means god has put a lot into you means god has put a lot into you he has invested in you and is invested in you amen he has put a lot into you and is committed to you because his investment is in you. He is in you. So he won't let you go. You are a chosen generation, divinely selected. He has made you royal, regal. He has called you a priest and he has made you holy and he says you are peculiar. All of that to his glory. Amen. You are my glory. I created you for my glory, says the Lord. The glory of God in your life is not just to make you look good. It is to make God look good. So that God will expand, enlarge, and extend his kingdom. The glory of God is transformative. The glory of God is transformative. The glory of God will transform you and positively affect the lives of those around you. The glory of God is light. And so it is revelatory. The glory of God is light, and so it is revelatory. If we look at Ephesians chapter 5, there's a powerful scripture there that talks about the light that we are in God. Ephesians chapter 5. Let's just uh, read verse 13 for now. It says, But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. But all things that are exposed or that are revealed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, Awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Light makes manifest. Light also brings you from sleep to being awake. Light also causes you from the dead to being alive. That's what he's saying there. All things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. And light does not just make manifest. Light also causes those who are asleep to be awake. So are you asleep? Are you sleeping? This is talking about those who are retrogressing. Those who are backsliding in their faith. Those who are sleeping off on the job. It says the light of God, the glory of God will cause you to be awake. And if you are dead, those who are dead are those who have not even given their life to Jesus. If you are not born again, it says the light of God will cause you to arise from the dead. So the light of God will awaken you. The light of God will also cause you to arise from the dead. And Christ is the one that gives such a light. So, the light of God is revelatory. The light of God is transformative. The light of God, the glory of God will transform you. The glory of God will bring revelation. Will bring an opening of your eyes. An opening of your understanding. I want us to take a closer look at um, that Second Corinthians 3.18. 2 Corinthians 3.18. Let's remind ourselves of that scripture. But we are with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, have been transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit 
of the Lord. We all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord have been transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the Lord. This brings us back to the question, how does the glory of God work to transform us from one level of glory to another? How does the glory of God work to transform us from one level of glory to another? And I want to say there is another question, and it's actually a question that comes before this one. And that question is, how does the glory of God place us in the very first level of glory? Because if you read that 2 Corinthians 3, 18 says, we are being changed from glory to glory. So, we are already in glory. We are just being changed from one level to another. We are just being changed from one level to another. So, the first question is, how does the glory of God transform us from one level of glory to another? But I realize there is another question that should come before that. How do we even get in the first level of glory? How do we even get to the first level? platform of glory then if we know that then we'll begin to look at how we now go from glory to glory we first of all need to get to glory at least the first level of glory then we can talk about glory to glory and glory to glory which is endless amen but another question is we have three questions now another question is what is the first level what is the first level of glory what is it called we will answer those questions. We're taking it backwards now. The first question is, what is the first level of glory? The second question is, how does the glory of God place us in the first level of glory? So, what is the first level of glory? How does the glory of God or the light of God place us in the first level of glory? Then the last question goes back to the first question that we asked some two weeks ago, is how does the glory of God work to transform us from one level of glory to another? I hope we understand. Amen. Okay. So, looking at 2 Corinthians 4, remember that 2 Corinthians 3.18 is that scripture that says, but we are with unveiled face. Now, it goes to chapter 4. Of course, it's just one piece of letter that is divided into chapters. So, if we go further to chapter 4, in verse 6, it says, It is the God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. For it is the God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, who has shined in our heart to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. He's saying God commanded the light to shine out of darkness. That is the same God who has commanded light to shine into our heart. Where did God command light to shine out of darkness? In Genesis. Amen. The first place where God commanded the light to shine out of darkness, which was a transformative and reformative work on earth, was Genesis chapter 1 from Verse 1 to 3. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, 
let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Amen.